0: How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimize Myself podcast, episode number two for the year, and I hope you're enjoying my new intro music. Um, it's a lot better than the original music I had, a bit more uplifting. I'm excited to use it and get more podcasts out. Um, now, if you guys haven't seen, this week I have launched a bit of an ad campaign. If you're seeing ads um, for Optimize Myself on Facebook, it's because I'm doing some marketing. And if you're after any personal training and you do live in the western suburbs of Melbourne, hit me up. You can see me on Instagram, optimizer.self. I've got the podcast here on iTunes. You can check out my website, Um My business page is also on Facebook, Optimize Self. check me out. Take a listen to the podcast. Give me a rating, please. That'd be great. Subscribe, give me a review. And if you... Are somebody or know of anyone who is interested in wanting to sit down and have a chat um, about things ranging from lifestyle, health and fitness. This can be from meditation to food, exercise, martial arts, things that fascinate me and things that you think you might want to have a conversation about. feel free to reach out because that's exactly what our next guest has done. He actually reached out to me and you know said, Hey, I heard you do podcasts. Would you be interested in doing one with me? And we actually have a few friends, mutual friends. I did an episode with a uh, lovely Catherine Hay last year, and our next guest has actually teamed up with her for a bunch of different things. And his name is Dan, and Dan's business is called Be Nourished Byron Bay. That's B E E Nourished Byron Bay. So Dan is a chef. He's a holistic chef. He's a personal chef, health coach. He runs cooking classes at wellness retreats. He's into sustainability, as in you know cooking, um, cooking with local produce from the area, which is Byron Bay, the Northern Rivers, one of the best places in the world to be a chef. He's into meditation. He runs meditation courses. He's a mental health ambassador, and he also does a lot of things like teaching at TAFEs and. Um, doing things for men's health in terms of teaching people um, how to cook for themselves and be a little bit more i guess you could say self-sustainable and independent i won't give away too much but um, dan has an uh, incredible story with some of the the health journey he journeys he has gone through himself through you know having um reactions to certain foods which kind of led him on a path of wanting to become a chef and learn about nutrition he's worked with thing with people from jamie oliver he's worked overseas um, and basically he's spreading a good word now through nutrition and his own story up in byron bay so check him out at be nourished byron bay on instagram remember that's b-e-e as in the bumblebee and he's actually on Facebook as well under the same name, Be Nourished Byron Bay. Check him out there, guys, and hit him up if you're ever in the area. Check out his retreats, the things he's doing. The things he is doing is great. I'm sure you'll enjoy this podcast. Here we go. All right, mate. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast, Dan. Good to have you here.
1: Oh, thanks, Eamon. Uh really happy to, to do this one.
0: Um, so for people that don't... Uh, know who you are right now or what you do, can you just give us a bit of a, just a quick intro of what you're currently doing? Yep,
1: so I'm a holistic chef. I train people uh, as chef in culinary school as well. I also work with um, the general public in offering cooking classes and plant-based workshops. Mm -hmm. Uh, I connect in in with the farmers market um, to source the products local as well. as well as um, offering the whole holistic uh, approach to, to to food and um, using mindfulness nice. and, and all where approaches
0: is, of life. And you're situated up on the northern rivers near Byron Bay, is that correct?
1: Yes, and I've, I've been Byron, yep.
0: Nice. That's, that's, obviously, I've talked about Byron Bay a little bit on my own podcast because I'm from that area, but it's got to be one of the best places in the world to kind of do what you're doing, I guess. It's pretty pretty nice.
1: It's it's a pretty spectacular place. I actually grew up uh, south of Sydney in Clamart, so a similar yep. environment, but uh, we didn't have uh, so much so much food, so much abundance around. And at this time right now, it is it is thriving for for education in in food and plant based movement is really happening up here. Yeah, uh, I'm able to network with people nutritious as well, uh, like Catherine Catherine Hay that that you know you've had it for
0: another podcast before. Yep. Really interested in in gut health as well. So it's yep. uh, it's great. Nice, nice. Um, well, before we get into that, why don't we we start a little further back? You mentioned you are from kayama, so why don't you get into a bit like what kind of sparked your interest in in wanting to become a chef or you interested in to, in food like all those years ago?
1: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: So I, when I was
1: born, I actually had lots of allergy reactions to, to certain medicines that I was given as a child, uh, and that. Uh, led into, I guess, adolescent ages where I was, mum was trying um, like Royal Prince Alfred diet, et cetera. And it came down to elimination. So figuring out what I couldn't have and what reactions I was having uh, when I would have certain foods. So things like uh, dairy, nuts, uh, but it was a huge list, you know, tomatoes, yeast, mold, uh I, I would react to certain things. So we went on this um, elimination diet and then we reintroduced food. Also got desensitized to certain foods. And then I... As I got into, you know, probably a bit further sort of adolescent and then I wanted to, to learn more about the food. Um, I was so interested in keen, so I was making my own food, learning how to, to use different products that they weren't using like um, coconut um, milk and soy milk and uh, experimenting with tofu and other products as well. So it led to that and then eventually a job opportunity came up to go work for Hilton Hotel in, in Sydney and one thing led to another, uh, before I knew it, um, I met Jamie Oliver in a restaurant in, in Sydney, um, for Luke, Luke Mangan's restaurant. He's a famous chef in Sydney, yep. you know, um cruises and Hilton hotels. And um, yeah, there I am, you know, cooking with a chef like that. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool career. Great place to, you know, do what I love and I'm passionate about that. Yeah, so sure. I continued on and uh, worked for other chefs like Tetsuya's and Eventually um, going over to London to work for Jamie Oliver and um, falling back into wanting to push the movement in health again. Um, I had a little surf camp and retreat in Portugal.
0: Cool. Nice. Yeah. So how long were you um, working overseas for then?
1: So that was that was five years in overseas uh, where I would I would do my work in the in the summers in Portugal and I'd spend the winters. Um, traveling and um, traveling like places like India where I did some Ayurvedic training and Ayurvedic massage and learning different ways of, of cooking and, you know, spending some time in Italy cooking with the uh, the locals, um, traveling all around South America and Asia and just experimenting with different foods. A lot of the time on the coastline and just really learning from the locals like how they would cool. Nice. How they're sustainable with their food, what they will do with their their offcuts etc. But there was never, never any waste, which was which was why. So I put that in my
0: everything that I do is very sustainable, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a very good way to obviously approach how someone consumes their food is to try and use as much as they possibly can, right? That's right. That's right. And knowing where it comes from,
1: like you know how it was brought up. Um, whether it's organic, et cetera, and I make those conscious choices in my cooking every day. Mm.
0: So, talking a little bit about your your allergies, you said that you were having. So, you've obviously you obviously probably had to study food and nutrition a lot more in depth based on your yep. own kind of health issues, right? Compared to say, just a yep. chef that never has had any like food allergies or or health issues. So that that must have opened yep. a whole other world into into food and cooking for sure. It definitely did,
1: and even at um, Tetsuya's which was a 3 hatted restaurant at the time, and it was top top in Australasia, we would cater for every single person's uh, dietary and allergy, and not a lot of our restaurants would do that. So uh, whether it was, you know celiac or gluten-free or pescatarian or anything else, every single item had to be spot-on and perfect for them. Mm-hmm. So I quickly learned that 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 that's essential, and, and these days here, everyone um, from that working at Elements Hotel here in Byron or um, there's so many allergies we need to cater for because people are having their reactions to food. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, so you need to know what you're putting, what fuel you're putting into your body as well because it can really make a difference in your mood, in your gut health, in your overall well-being and cause inflammation, et cetera. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure.
0: So um, after travelling and, and working overseas, what did you do when you returned back to Australia?
1: So, yeah, having to be dad's 60th, like, I've got to get
0: back and, um, I've been traveling for quite some time,
1: met a lot of people around the world. I fell back in Coogee and I was running the Crown Plaza uh, as uh, exec chef there. I uh, was enjoying it, uh, but I noticed that everyone was still doing the same thing. My friends were doing the exact same thing. So I moved up to Byron. I landed a, a job in a, a restaurant, uh, Beach Cafe here in Byron, uh, which is a really fancy restaurant. and uh, it, was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. But I networked. I networked in uh, with the TAFE here, and I wanted to teach cooking. So I wanted to impart that knowledge. And yeah. So I got the job there, which I've been there you know, 11 years uh, on and off, um, and I wanted to teach nutrition. So I was teaching nutrition, uh, teaching the students how to uh, create all these different plant-based menu items as well, and using all local produce. So we would grow all our vegetables, and then we'd put it through the restaurant. So right. Eleven years of that, and then I moved into health coaching. Mark. So I rebranded about a year and a half ago. I studied health coaching with Well Global College. Yep. They offered me a scholarship uh, to do that as well. So and they're very very supportive as well. Uh, and I wanted to not only you know teach cooking, but also be able to teach that in the community as well. And yep. I started um, moving into the community and yeah, running uh, gut workshops here locally to uh, plant-based workshops to moving into retreats and wellness retreats where I'm able to uh, not only offer that in a small scale, but offer that over a three-day process. Just everything is, is a mindful approach from where mm. they buy their produce from, how mm. they're eating that mindfully. Um, learning about the food, the nutrition of the food as well, the breakdown, how to eat out when they go out to restaurants as well. So they're yeah. still eating
0: nutritiously. Yeah. That's a great point for sure. Um, can yeah. you touch a little bit on your, uh, on your nutrition teaching or like where, where you were, did you learn how to, um, teach nutrition in culinary school or was it a separate? So it,
1: most of mine has been eat through culinary school as well. Um, some time in India during Ayurvedic Ayurvedic nutrition and then from there um, upgrading my nutrition qualifications in my health coaching with uh, World Global and also having my own experience so when I was allergic to certain foods through trial and error I was able to reintroduce certain foods into my diet so I don't have any allergies anymore so no longer allergic to, to peanuts no longer allergic to um, milk and dairy, etc. Wow! And all of the problem came from the the pesticides and the overly uh, modified, genetically modified foods. Wow! So it took took a a long process, a long long time, but just small bite sized foods over a period of time. Something like peanuts you need to be careful of, but um, introducing nuts, rubbing on the skin, seeing if there was reaction as well. So that mm. was done with a nutritionist as well. Yeah, That's cool.
0: And like yeah. you said we did eleven years at the tape up there. So
1: I, I'm still a part-time teacher with
0: TAFE. I, so I service uh, from
1: Grafton all the way up to Tweed Heads in the region. I do programs, so youth at risk programs. I do young mothers, so with the fine youth services to Tweed, I do uh, a program for the young mothers. I do work in mental health. Yep. Um, so I've got an amateur program, so we're indigenous as well, um, yep. recovering, um, so a lot of work with the uh, men's health and getting them just just be in a group scenario. So being able to work together, to strategize how they're going to cook, how they're going to feed themselves. And Mm -hmm. the changes that I see in these people, um, and I see these people on the street daily, and it's so nice to see them to come up and say, hey, you've changed my life, Mm -hmm. uh, and to have that um, very rewarding as well. I just um, launched also a men's cooking program with Tweed. So I've got a senior program. Uh, men, Men are coming in once a week. And basically, you know, fifty to could be up to ninety, but they have lost their partner as well, or they never did any cooking, and they're learning how to how to cook and how to how to be self-sufficient again as well.
0: Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's really good because yeah, I I, yeah. Think, I just feel that I'm in you know personal training and and trying to coach people to um you know get some uh, independence with their own movement and their own exercise like. I find it, like I struggle sometimes with, with some clients because you know they, they do struggle with knowing how to cook for themselves properly and sticking to a routine with cooking for them the majority of the time. And I always I always tell them that it's a very powerful thing to be able to know how to cook and prepare food for yourself. And you can take it for granted sometimes because it's, it's an extremely powerful tool to know the types of foods that you should be eating and the types of produce you should be buying let alone preparing it and feeding a family. So, yeah, that's the that's yeah. thing that you're doing. Definitely. And
1: that, that's what comes down to me is, is having it, making it important because it is everything that you're putting into your body, in mm. your gut is, is affecting your mind. So whether you've got, I've got two kids, uh, four and six, they're at, they're at you yeah, know, one's at school, one's at um, uh, uh, preschool. Yeah. And what's in their lunchbox is really going to affect them on today, on the, in the day. So, for instance, you know, some raw vegetables in there, and a range. I you know, always slightly different. them are a tomato, carrot, mm. um, um, celery, something like that. Maybe a muffin, but maybe instead of a high amount of sugar, you know, modifying mm. that sugar. Um, uh, it could be a sandwich, could be a wrap, it could be something else. Could be some um, seeds, nuts, etc. Yeah.
0: Um, so you're
1: always giving a bit of variety, always changing and a lot of. The bread, changing that to a non genetically modified bread as well. Yeah. So then I pack my lunch as well. So I pack the kids' lunch. What about my lunch? So I know a lot of parents, they they get so, uh, I've got to pack that lunch right, but they have to get their own lunch as well. So then they're eating on the go and they're eating when they're stressed or they're eating in that car. So they've lost the connection to the food as yeah. well. So that's, that's they're back in that fight or flight mode, trying to get through the day. So just trying to, trying to bring that back as well and start looking after themselves. And whether it's like, on Sundays, so every once a month on Sundays, I invite people around. People bring something as well. I'll do some cooking. We all share. Uh, the kids run around, and it's, it's a nice relaxed environment. It's good for for us. It's good for the kids, mm. and they all play together. Mm. To it's really
0: that nice
1: community around food as well. Yeah, I
0: think it's overlooked as well. Like when you're talking about mental health and food, like some people that don't, don't even make the connection, but from from my own personal experience, just with changing up my diet and experimenting with certain things, I definitely noticed the difference in my clarity and my my say brain brain fog and how I perform, say in the gym. When I cut out more things like you know if it's processed carbs or I'm eating less sugar or having less caffeine, like I noticed a difference. So no, oh, definitely. And I think a Definitely. lot of people don't put those connections together, especially with kids' attention, you know, spans in school or how how people are performing, you know, in a young age. They you completely forget how much sugar is probably going into that lunchbox or what they're eating at home. And if the parents aren't educated a little bit, then the children are going to suffer sometimes too. Um, yeah, hundred yeah. percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think. It comes down to uh, an awareness as well, and um, like I go into schools. So I'm also part of a Love Food Hate, Hate Waste program. Been right. running here for about six years. So I go into to the schools, um, educate the parents, and also work with the kids. So what goes in the lunchbox, and um, how to be sustainable, how to how to cook for themselves, so how to like bulk cook as well, how to use those those leftovers, so they're not having to recreate new meals every night, and how to stack things and put them in the freezer, so. When you come home, I know me. When I come home, I'm am hungry. I want to have mm-hmm. something ready to go, so I can pull out a nice curry that I've got in the fridge as well. Yeah. Um, so they're making it simple for yourself as
0: well. Yeah, that's a great a point. In,
1: Yeah, but... and a lot of people live in the cities, have that that on the door. They have all their options, but in Thai food and particularly and in a lot of Indian food, they add a lot of extra sugar that we don't speak, Yeah. Um, and that's not what they do in their own country. That's for the Australian taste buds because we have yep. so much sugar in our diet.
0: Yeah, that's right. a great point because I often I often give those tips to my clients. Is I'm like, if you're gonna go, if it's hard for you to, you know, cook every day or to, you know, you, you, you're trying to figure out what to take for lunch. It's like if you're gonna cook something tonight, if it's a large salad or a curry or a stir fry, like make enough for tomorrow, so yeah. you've, got, you've got a healthy lunch and you possibly might have leftovers for dinner. So at least you've been looked after for the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, and always buy food and have your fridge stocked at least for a couple of days, so you've you've always got options available to prepare for something. Hundred um,
1: percent. I think I think like come down to like a signature dish for me at the moment in the summer is a nourish bowl, the so Dan's yeah. nourish bowl, and I will have some uh, brown rice. We've got Nimbin brown rice here. I'll we'll have some quinoa mixed in there as well, like a grain or a black rice, so something that's full of fibre. It's a it's a whole grain. It's, it's super dense as well, and I, I add in things like. You know, if you if it's tofu or a protein, whatever you like, mm. uh, in there as well. Then some some probiotics like your kimchi mm. or some sauerkraut, adding mm. that in there as well. Some vegetables, so whether it's some, some kale, um, and that's green marinade. It needs to have some flavor as well. It just can't, can't taste like, needs to needs flavor. So apple cider vinegar, other things in there as well. So giving a bit of diversity all the time. So that bowl will change daily. I might have some noodles left out. I'll throw that through there as well. Throw so the noodles. Make a little Asian bowl. My little bowls, they're ready, you know. So easy for lunch, easy to pack as well.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's very simple. It's very powerful. But I think some people, like, implementing them, you know, it can create – creating those habits is just it's, – it's just such a powerful tool to be able to have, to be able to, like, plan some food, you know. Yeah. Plan it so you've got a few days worth of worth of meals. You know, um, have a little bit of a you know do your own research in terms of you know reading up on recipes. I mean, it it can be very easy too. Some people might get overwhelmed with thinking that they've got to cook all these fancy meals, but it's literally making some rice and sauteing some veggies, and you could be good for a while. You know.
1: Definitely, definitely keeping it simple as well. I think say 21 days to create a habit. And change that, and just day yeah. by day adding those little things and seventy days to lock it in as well, so that's so permanent um in the in the day to day life, I guess around here, I'm lucky I don't live in a big city, so there's less stress around as such uh for living in a in a small apartment i'm out I'm outside daily, you know, I'm in the farm, I'm grounding myself, I've got a little practice of uh, meditation that I'll do, so yeah twenty minutes in the morning. And then, if I'm getting the kids to school, I've usually packed their bags ready to go the night before. I've even got um sometimes we've got their, their breakfast ready to go, and then my my breakfast is ready, so whether it's a you know homemade granola or uh some fruit um uh, so gonna energize me for the day a little um smoothie to get me going as well. I eat plenty of fruit, yep um so that fruit kind of sustains me give a it extra energy, yeah. And then I've got my lunch pack for the day. So I'm kind of ahead of the game as well. Mm, mm, um, yeah. if I do have time, you know, it might be a bit of some exercise in the, in the morning as well. But otherwise I'm leaving my setting myself up for the day. So um, if I'm in the middle of Yep.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say before you dig into that, that was going to be my next question is what what does a what kind of routines or daily routines or you know that you have that you kinda use to kinda get yourself going, getting get started? Yeah, so that that daily routine of of meditations and it me, actually starts
1: the night before. Actually, even it's setting my intentions for the day, the night before, yeah. so that I've already kind of envisioned what my day is going to look like. If it doesn't go to plan, that's okay. But I think if you, are I'm very, I'm an optimist, so I believe you know the, the sun's going to rise every day. That's given, and the and the sun sets. So in the day, if I start my day with with uh, good intentions and uh, get outside. Sometimes it's like walking the dog in the morning or throwing the ball, um, getting the kids outside and making sure I'm eating nourishing food, some stretching. Mm. Uh, I'm six foot four so I need to keep keep movement. So movement's become a big part of my life. Yeah. Needing to to move my body. When I tend to to stop, uh, at five times my body kind of freezes up a little bit. So it could be Small moving, like I like to surf and and, and get out and surf yeah, big ways, But uh, if I can't do that for an injury, it's still a bit of stretching or a bit of yoga
0: or swimming. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah. It's another one yeah. of those yeah. things that is extremely important. Just like you know, learning how to cook for yourself, but learning how to move. Yeah. Is, I would say nutrition, in my eyes, nutrition comes number one, and yeah. then after that, it, it, it's got to be movement and, and mindfulness. Because this, like right, yeah, you said. It's my- if, yeah. If, if you're standing still or you're sitting down all day, then then bad things can happen. Um, yeah. In terms of your body kind of breaking down. Um, so, just give us—I mean, you've kind of explained this a little bit already, but give us a bit of a definition of what a holistic chef would do. I know you've gone through a lot of stuff that you already do, but if you could break it down just a little bit. So, from for my
1: from my from my heart, I guess I'd say someone who's there to heal the body, mind, and soul. So, we're not just looking at you're eating that, that food and that, that walk away, looking at the food as medicine. So, everything that you're eat, eating is there to provide you energy source. So, if we get that from the most natural form, so I'm getting that from the buyer and farmer's markets, I know the grower, I know the farmer, they've grown that with the best intentions as well. And then I've got that food, I've taken it home, and I've done something. So, I've done something productive with that food. Mm. So looking at food as medicine to heal, to provide energy, to create space in the body as well. Mm. Um, I look at food to also remove inflammation in the body. So things like um, turmeric can be good in the in the body. If I've got um, some trauma in the body, uh, we can hold that inflammation in the body as well. So stretching, movement as well, and then make sure you're eating that right food. Whether you're looking at like the Indian style, the doshas, or you're looking at the chi, the Chinese, or um, Western medicine, they all talk about uh, making sure you're eating the right for your body type. There's yep. so many different theories as well. But um, if you're eating food that, that's that's cooling and your body's cold, that's a sign that you need to be eating warm food as well. It's wearing a jumper in the middle of um, summer, sounds like you need to get some warm food. So everyone's, everyone's going to be slightly different. And that's my approach is identifying what that is. Uh, working with a nutritionist, whether it's, whether it's Catherine Hay or a local person as well, um, or with Lisa Daly in her practices who's a um, who's got a ninja warrior student here, or like working with her on a retreat. So then yeah. I know exactly what they need to do with movement or with uh, medicine, and then work with their diet as well.
0: Yeah, yeah cool. That's awesome. I was going to ask you what nutrition means to you, but it's kind of like you just covered it because I feel nutrition can sometimes mean a lot more than just the food you're putting in your body. It can incorporate a lot of other things, can't it?
1: Yeah.
0: I'd say finding a balance for the individual,
1: Mm. taking consideration of their lifestyle. So if um, you've got a busy lifestyle, if you're young kids, it's going to be different to someone that's uh, on holiday in Byron Bay uh, and just (laughs) soaking up the sun today. Take consideration as well, location, stress level you got a high-profile job and you're constantly under the pressure, uh, you're going to be burning out those adrenals all day and in the fight-or-flight mode. So nutrition is going to be different. And, and how much movement and, and whether they're eating a diverse range of food. So yeah. I guess you balance that under under mindfulness. Yeah. Under, sure. Yeah. So it's all good to go, go, go and and movement. So the body's moving. But
0: then we also need to be able to,
1: to slow down and, and listen to our body as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting
0: on to the next the next question I've got here for you is, tell us a little bit about the, the health coaching you do, and, and you did mention you're a mental health ambassador. I was just reading that on your Instagram profile. Yeah. Um, can you dig into that a little bit?
1: So uh, about three and a half years ago, I suffered from some chronic fatigue. Okay. And I had to make some changes in my life. So I, when I was younger... I, we played a lot of sport. We were up and down. Dad would drive us uh, from Albury to Townsville for basketball, so playing for, for state levels. My brother was in Australian levels. And we, we trained hard. We ate. Um, we were on nutritious nutrition programs daily, and it was like five days a week kind of thing. So I fell back into that, um, kind of remembering what the body body had already, already done. I had to move. The body was, was struggling, so I couldn't get out of bed scenario. So walking to the top of the street was difficult. Our body was in pain, and then I just kind of opened up to, to 5Ks and, and 10Ks and continuing on and, and worked on that program. When I was doing that, I asked myself, "What? why am I in this pain? What is the suffering from? And it was kind of like, I guess, putting my energy into something that, that wasn't working. So I, I asked myself what I wanted to do, and I said, I want to I wanna help people with chronic fatigue and, and chronic sicknesses to Empower themselves as well. So I found uh well global international signed up, and they yeah they they gave me a scholarship to do that as well. And I went on to do uh, mental health, and so now I um, yeah I'm qualified in, in nutrition, uh, mental health, menu planning, and uh, holistic health coaching. Mm. So I offer that offer that service to, to my clients, so whether it's on Skype, consults, or face to face if they're in the area as well, and we can look at. That person's lifestyle. So looking at a mindful approach, going through everything we talked about in nutrition, and being a holistic, holistic chef as well. And I can give them some menu plans, some um, simple exercises, some things to do to, to change
0: their their lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. wow. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah. Well, considering you, you know, some of the the skill set you've got, can you do you want to run us through a little bit of maybe the the mental health journey that you've had in your own in your own personal life.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so
1: I guess yeah, about about three and a half years ago, I just had a a breakdown of a of a um, marriage, and then I was just I was stuck. I didn't know what to do. We had kids involved, and I was uh, behind the eight ball of, of knowing what to do. So I had a uh, a shift of just trying to continuously please and please and, and didn't get anywhere. It left me bedridden, and uh, I, my body actually broke down, and I kind of realised that that was, that uh, was my own, my my own thinking was doing that to me because I was in I was depressed. So it took yeah. a while to kind of realise that, and I went and actually seen a a a doctor, and he said one doctor said oh he, take take these uh, depression tablets, and that just didn't gel with me. That didn't seem right, and I went and see another doctor, and he said you need to exercise, and it, it seemed like a shock at the time because my body couldn't move, um, but that was the doctor that I listened to. I'm so grateful for that doctor that gave me that advice. was hard work. It took a lot of, I would sweat, like sweating daily, I was in pain, I was fatigued. But when I got moving, it took probably about six weeks. Um, I had a personal trainer to really notice the difference, any difference at all, like it was just painful otherwise. But then once I got on that journey, things started lifting and then you know the I wasn't putting on weight I was actually losing weight at an extreme uh extreme case so it was um yeah it was it was a tough time but I knew that I had to keep going and I had to show up to work so I'd still go to work I'd do my job I would um still pick up the kids see the kids as well and it became a a bit of a journey for me and I wanted to make something out of it and I wanted to I guess help other other dads and other parents that are going through similar scenarios and anyone who's kind of in that scenario where they're suffering depression or they're feeling worthless or they are being told that they're worthless to know mm-hmm. that if you listen to your own intuition it will guide you along the way and then all of the synchronicities will start occurring and then or you know you've got that job that you want or that that um, you know, that podcast turns up or you've got your next retreat or um, you've got your, your pay rise at work. So I guess it was about listening to that intuition, listening to that gut and really connecting into, into the gut. And so that mm. gut is like the, the second brain. So what we're, we're, whether it's what we're thinking or what we're eating, that is what's going to change you. So just being really mindful of that. So we can even, I guess I, I do a lot of... um uh, affirmations as such and uh, affirming what I want in my life. So yeah. affirming that I wanted to, to run retreats and I wanted to uh, run workshops and I wanted to have my own um, business and I'm here now and it's, it's running successfully and just keeps growing as well. So that was like a, a vision Yeah. And, I,
0: and I'm pulling that through. How important do you say consistency is with say affirmations or positive self-talk? Because this is something that I do myself and it's actually part of a program that I give men that come and see me that might be dealing with, say, um, you know, body image issues and there's a lot of negative, negative self-talk going on. Like, I find sometimes they struggle to be consistent or even start, but how important do you think and how important was it for you just to kind of push through some of those those barriers of, of finally seeing yep. change? Yeah. You know what it comes down? It comes down to a seed planner when I
1: was younger that I wasn't good enough. Mm. And then that's the seed that got carried through in every aspect of my life. So I would, even though I was at the top of my profession in my, my shipping, uh, and then, you know, and I'm in my own field now, that was the seed that I planted. So I was realizing that seed was there and not blaming anyone else for that experience, but actually acknowledging that. And when I acknowledge that, it tends to disappear. Uh, so mm. then the self talk was so important to daily pick up when that's coming up. So, oh, mm. hang on, someone said I'm not good enough or. Um, well, that's not right. i look at what I'm actually doing. So you kind of like take a step back mindfully and have a look at what you've done in the week. And, yeah. you know, for a week for someone, it could just be, you know, getting the kids to school and making them happy. Sometimes that's hard, you know, or turning up for work a day, you know, when you're not feeling well. At the start, that could be really amazing to the steps as you go along you know, getting to where you want to get to. So you've got to have your goals along the way. And I think daily, like daily affirming that you're that you're good enough, that you deserve it as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So staying on that kind of mental health aspect, tell us a little bit about some of the mental things that you're into, you know, dealing with. You mentioned before you do cooking classes for, for single parents or fathers, I should say. Can you yeah. tap into that a little bit more?
1: Yep, so uh, over over the years, I've, I've run a few programs. Uh, and some of them have been, I guess, straight out of out of school where the youth at risk programs where these kids haven't really been given a, a chance in life. They didn't go through the school system too well. Um, I guess I'm linked in with TAFE as well. So as soon as they come to us, we, teach, we, we treat them like adults. So we give them choices, adult decisions that they can make for themselves. And then people come into my kitchen, Hey, if they've got no cooking skills, I guarantee they're going to learn something. They're going to learn about lifestyle. They're going to learn about themselves, what they're putting into their body. So that's what I do daily as well. And then from there, um, going into programs like the youth at risk programs, I'm able to give them the skills they need to get a job in the area. And yeah. our local area in Byron Bay is booming for hospitality. So they're calling out for the training daily daily. So that's really good. Um, with the young mothers programs, uh, that's, a, that's a tough time. They haven't got the support of another parent as well juggling the kids and trying to find work as well, so they've got that safe space to talk about it. I feel grateful that to be able to include it in that as well and uh you know giving back to the community and just just supporting them so how do they cook for their for, for more than one you know child or two ch- children or how do they look after themselves as well so that that's great and then the the seniors program um more tailored towards men who never really never really cooked or if they did they were pretty limited in their skills. So how to use things like the oven, how to chop up vegetables, how to make a little soup, maybe make a casserole. Um, we talk about all, you know, some of the recipes that they you know, probably their partner might cook that they, they want to relearn and they they just basically come back together and feel that support of each other. So it becomes just, just a little free uh session uh of talking, free speech and they can just let go and, and talk about things. So what's happening in our society that men, you know, how I was brought up is, you know, you don't you don't talk about issues, you harden up and you basically get on with the job. So, yeah, I did that for, for many years and, and sometimes I'll notice that I still do that, but I now give myself time to mission to, to let go. I don't yeah. want to hold on. I don't want to hold on to anger or emotion. So even with my kids, just identifying emotions and then letting them go. As yeah. Well. yeah, yeah, that's hey,
0: that's awesome work, man. Um
1: yeah, thanks.
0: I take my hat off to you because it's a, it's it's definitely something that I think is becoming more and more. Uh, I guess it's, there's more light being shed on on men's mental health, but it's also been something that has been, I guess, uh, not looked at over the years. And yeah, you know, it's one of those things as as simple as learning how to cook for yourself. It might seem just yeah, it is hard for someone like a, a man maybe just to, to open up and talk about their feelings or their child yeah. or their, their their partner or their children, and we need yeah. to know. We need more people like you know you that are, that are that are telling men that you know hey, it's all right to have a, a shoulder to cry on, or talk about what's been going on in your life, because we're only going to create a better community by by allowing ourselves to, to let go and 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 express those emotions.
1: Yeah, I think I lost my dad last year, um, and that was a that was a tough one because he was a he's a strong man. He was a he was a, I guess he was, you know, like a up there for me. Um, and he guided us through. And I asked him a few questions um, before he passed away, and one of them was, uh, "Did you ever worry about us getting a job?" And he goes, "No, son." He goes, "We I, I brought you up well. Um, you had a good education. Um, you always we had you in sports. You're always moving." and you were, you were you were set for a job you know what i mean i it was, it was no, no doubt about it you know in my mind i I was still thinking about it and he's like there's no problem you're going to get a good job you're brought up well and then you know it just, it just hit a spot for me um i guess when you're losing someone you're losing a part of yourself as well mm. so all those memories attachments uh you can't talk to that person anymore but you got to ask yourself that person would does he want you to be sad or would they prefer you, to, you know, to shine? And I said, Dad would want me to shine, you know. For so sure. So moving forward through that. And, and, you know, some days are hard and then others, but in the long scheme of things, it, it's continuous moving, like moving forward. Um, be able to, you know, still feel those, those, um, I guess those those hurts or traumas, but able to express it, talk about it. Uh, through helping others, it helps me as well. You know, that's yeah. One other benefit. So when I'm in those men's groups, we're talking about that. Uh, I've gone through some life things as well. We're able to share that, and that um, you know, there's integrity with that as well. And yeah. I know "This guy, he's really trying to make a difference in our lives as well." Yep. We acknowledge that, and we honour that as well. So um, that's good. Yeah, it yeah. feels good. Yeah, good stuff,
0: mate. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, some of the retreats that you're running up there. I know you mentioned it a bit before, but Sounds like you've you've done quite a few already and you and you're involved with them. Tell us a bit about what's going on with those retreats. Yeah, so, so my business
1: is Be Nourished Byron and Bay, so it's a holistic uh business. So I offer health coaching, I do meditation, I do gut workshops, a little bit of Ayurvedic uh workshops as well. Men's health, I do cooking lessons, um, sustainable workshops, uh as well as um promoting people's uh products or or businesses, and the workshops that uh, the retreats that I've got running right now. I've got a retreat in March, mid March, and it's will so basically be offering, um, yeah, cooking workshops, uh, plant-based cooking. So everyone's got their own approach on what they eat and and how it, uh, makes their body function really well. So plant um, plant food is really really working well for me. So yeah. I'm working with that as well, and we have you know local farmers here. I have organic farmers, so I'm networking with those farmers, and I'm networking with other products as well, like uh, life cycles, uh, mushroom extracts, and yep. uh, different products as well, to, to bring people attention to those certain foods. And kombucha, uh, you know how to how to make it, how how to ferment it as well, how to make your own kimchi and your own uh, probiotics and that. So that's in my workshops as well. Cool. Uh, I also have a retreat with Lisa Park, who's got Ninja Warrior Studio in Byron Bay, and we're doing a whole spin on the um, wellness, so wellness retreat, where we'll be offering things like ice baths, there'll be a doctor there as well, there'll be natural medicine, uh, I'll be doing plant-based workshops, uh, cooking lessons, and providing a, a nourishing experience there as well, uh, a bit of martial arts, um, so... Yeah, there's a lot happening. I'm doing a uh, plant-based vegan workshop in, in March in Florence. So you can see all this on my Instagram page or Facebook as well. Yep. And, um, yeah, a whole lot of other retreats and workshops uh, till the end of the year.
0: So very yep. exciting
1: stuff. Good.
0: Um, yeah. So can you give us a little bit of, you know, like a young man or a young sh- someone that's aspiring to want to be a chef maybe or that's considering it? Just you got any tips or advice you'd be giving, you know, your younger self, I guess,
1: if you could have a chat yeah. with your younger self? Yeah, yeah. So I used to think, it's funny, I used to think I was indestructible in my, um, from probably 16 to 25. So there were times where we did 80 hours a week. Mm. Um, so that was probably, you know, a good 10 years of that. And that was what everyone else did. So Stop following what everyone else does. You've got to be an individual. You've got to figure out what works for you. You have to listen to your body like we're not all meant to be robots. So even though I did that because I wanted to learn from the best chefs, and I you know approached the best chefs, and I was confident enough to walk up to the gates and say uh, at um, I want a job and apply and I remember them actually giggling at first and then I could come back the next day and I got a trial and, and got in the kitchen that way. So wow. having confidence in yourself um in your skills i had these hands that were made to do something and, and and cooking was my way of expressing you know everything that's happened in my life as well so a form of an art as well and and i was use that now to, to heal people so be confident in what you do have a plan like have a plan so if you're going to study an apprenticeship um, follow it through okay so see if it works for you if it doesn't work there's just plenty of other things to do but if you're going to do it, follow it through to the end and get that qualification because that qualification is something that we, we have and we can hold on to as well. I think in anything we, we do in life, we should always be learning. So we finish off our apprenticeship as a chef, and you still need to train, you still need to learn and, and move around. So get some diverse exposure as well, work for a few different chefs that you like. The whole industry has opened up right now. It is huge, um, so there's, there's a lot of different movements as well. And uh, one thing up here is definitely it's gone. It's gone hugely plant-based up at this area as well. So it's like the mecca in Australia, mm-hmm. and we have restaurants. Uh, there's so many jobs in Byron Bay if you're a chef right now.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, if, if you want a job, um, you can get one as well. So don't be shy. Um, put yourself out there. A little bit of confidence goes a long way as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> well, before we let you go, um, you did mention what you kind of. What you're doing at the moment is there anything else that you're working on at the moment or currently that's coming up soon people can know about yep um
1: I am taking over the world global uh college page uh on instagram on march the ninth okay um for the a, a day thing so for the full day I'll, um my retreats on March you can see my instagram page um I've got a few dates and have a quick look. Uh, March 13th to the 16th. There's still two spots on that retreat. Yep. And I've got a plant-based cooking workshop on the 21st of March. Um, if you're interested in any more stuff, you can email me at uh, be nourished byron bay at gmail.com or cook over onto my Instagram page and have a little have a little look around there as well. Yeah, sure.
0: there's um, Yeah, there'll be um, a lot
1: more coming up for sure.
0: Yeah, nice. And world, global, international. Can you just um, touch? touch
1: on that a little bit what they do yep great so if you're I guess if you're interested if you're a personal trainer to a uh, chef to someone who's in the holistic uh, field massage or uh, any anything like that uh, to do with with health they, o- they offer an opportunity for you to become a health coach um, or also study nutrition as well as um, Formalise a bit more of your training as well. So, a health coach is something different than a, than a than a than a doctor as well. We can't prescribe something to you. We can't, um, you know, force you to say you need to take this to your body type. But we kind of work in with people to help them to find out what they need. So, by going through uh, a process of elimination, looking at their background habits, looking at their patterns, um, looking at their diet, and mm-hmm. I mean, I've got uh, menu planning, so then I can then go on and, um, you know, give someone a menu plan of what they what they should be doing daily as well. So World Global, yep. Global gives you a really good understanding of that as well. You can go on further to do your ICF uh, training, which is internationally recognized. And it's also a partnership with Endeavour College.
0: you uh, want to
1: continue on to um, be a naturopath, et cetera. they so yep. really, really good bridging. Um, they're really, really friendly as well, and they're really hands-on. Uh, easy to talk to as well. So there's there's other colleges um, in, in New York as well. They're they're actually in America now, uh, but they're based in Sydney in Manly. So they're, they're getting some good exposure and uh, I've really enjoyed being part of them and still being part of their community as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm definitely going to check them out then because I've got a bit of an interest in wanting to go more down the nutrition path just in terms of being able to give my clients more information and you know yeah feel like i'm talking yeah. a little bit more about you know uh you know i want to feel a little more qualified sometimes when it comes to talking about nutrition because it's very important yeah. but also you don't want to give the wrong advice that's for sure
1: definitely definitely and that, that's why i did it as well it's just that that little you know i know all this stuff but i wanted to educate, educate myself even more and i did um, some electives like uh, gut health and yeah. you know it was just the current of information out I did a unit in Ayurvedic as well. And even though I did my time in, in India, I didn't actually get calls at the time because I just fell into it at the time and I did Ayurvedic massage and a few things. So I wanted to get some more qualifications as well. So going on to do a program with um Jala Yoga. um, It's Molly and I'm running a retreat with her in May as well. Then we're looking at a, a, a Yoga Alliance program where I'll be delivering Ayurvedic cooking classes and eventually... Turning that up to online, but that's a later project as well. Man, that sounds
0: good. You definitely got your hands full.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, it sounds like you're you're thoroughly enjoying yourself as well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, In Byron Bay, there's, there's plenty of surf. It's a nice place to
1: be stuck. So. Yeah, yeah for
0: sure. It's great. No, no complaints there. Um, no. So you mentioned your got your Instagram and your Facebook. That's correct. Where people can get a hold of you.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty active on, on Instagram. So if you flick me a message, wanna chat, wanna know something about uh food, I, I post a lot of recipes as well. Yeah. Generally what I do in my day to day life as well, sometimes a few little challenges to you know whether it's around mental health or, or just movement, um I yeah, I run a little meditation meditation circle. So little things like that as well. Yeah. Great. Right.
0: Well, Anyway, man, thanks for the chat. That was an awesome conversation um thanks yeah, for- enjoy that yeah, thanks for sharing your story uh, I'm sure many people that would listen to it can get some inspiration and hopefully get in contact with you as well if they're interested in some of the things you've talked about definitely definitely yeah, yeah i've really
1: enjoyed that as well and I, I really enjoy what you do and and seeing you move uh, I think that that point of um finding that connection to the body and and
0: continuously kind
1: of moving that body in different ways to create space in the body is is really is really beneficial. Yeah, yeah. It, sure
0: is. it sure is. It's good to have something that you can really use as an anchor to come back. Because for me personally, movement has been you know my anchor. If I've gone through some troubling times or I'm feeling down, like working out for me has been the thing that's always lifted me up. So it's it's yeah. good to have something in your life that can can do that for you. Yeah, yeah,
1: agreed. Agreed.
0: Well, <laughs> thanks for the conversation, mate. And um, I'll be sure to, you know, tag your handles in the Instagram post and on the uh, – when I upload the podcast. But excellent, again, And um, I wish you, wish you all the best. Yeah, I'll see you in Byron next time. Yeah, for sure. All right, mate. See you Great. later. All right. What an awesome episode. I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed that. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. Give me a rating. Give me a review. Check me out on Instagram, optimize.self. Check out my website, optimizeself.com.au. And I hope everyone's having a great day. Go and get after it. Peace.